<laughs> oh boy Yo that's some 93 heat ghetto boy classic shit right there people Yes, that's how we do on a Friday Yes people, you know how we roll with Chin Check on a Friday We run through some of those hot stories that are out there We give you our NFL predictions You know what I mean, if you look at weigh-ins It's all to do, alright So, hey, get comfy and let's get this shit popping, baby Bring it on! Okay, people, we are reaching. Oh, we're really near the end, people. It's week 15 of the NFL, and it has got off to a great start. Now, I do believe I called this last week, right? But, um,. Hmm. No, I didn't call it last week, obviously, did I? God damn it. But, um, hmm, I forget. I I swear I've talked about this game, but I, maybe I didn't. Maybe just in my head. But, people, the, um, yeah, the Los Angeles Chargers beat the, the Vegas Raiders 30-27. Oh, man. Talk about a, a good game. Went to overtime. Went to overtime. You know what I mean? Just like, whoo, crazy. But um, yeah, let's look to uh, you know our next lot of games. Okay, so um, we've got a game taking place on Saturday. That's the Broncos v the Bills. Right, and, um, man, I think I'm, you've got to go, uh, I feel you've got to go Bills on this one, right? I mean, the, the Broncos have been doing okay, well, I mean, they they won their last game, right? They beat the Panthers in their last game, you know, narrowly lost to the Chiefs. They did get handled by the Saints, right? So, um, yeah, there is that. And, um, yeah, the Bills on the flip, you know, so they're coming off a win over the Steelers, right? They beat the um, 49ers the week before that, beat the Chargers the week before that. You know, so, yeah, they, 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 the Bills are on... More form than the Raiders, than the Broncos. So, um, yeah, I'm saying um, Buffalo get the win. Um, another, um, then we go on to our Sunday games, right? So we got uh, Green Bay at Carolina, which, yeah, I, I mean, it's Green Bay, right? <laughs> it, it, it's hard to... Um, it's hard to go any other way. I mean, look, they are coming off wins over Detroit, Philadelphia, Chicago. You know, just a narrowly lost to um, the Colts, beat the Jaguars, you know, 
beat the 49ers. Yeah, they've been kicking butt. Yeah, they've been kicking butt. There's no denying that. And um, Carolina on the flip side, right? So they're coming off a loss to the Broncos, as I just mentioned. They also lost to the Vikings. They did handle the uh, Lions. That's that's for sure. They then got kind of whooped by the Buccaneers. So, yeah, I think we're going Green Bay. All right. So then we've got Indianapolis against Houston. Which, yeah, I, you know, I, I feel there's only one way to look at that one, right? So, you know, Texans, they lost to the Bears last week. Um, before that, they lost to the Colts. They did handle the Lions, right? Narrowly beat the Patriots, lost to the Browns in a very odd game. Right, so, you know, it's been one of those seasons for them, really. Uh, The Colts, they've come in off a handy victory over the Raiders. It's funny, the Raiders have, like, they started the season pretty well, but they've really been on one of those slides of late. But, um, yeah, so they beat the Raiders, they beat the Texans, right? So, um... You know, I'm going with Indianapolis for the win in that one, people. So then we've got the Titans against the Lions. And, um, yeah, as mentioned, right, the Lions have just, it's been a weird time for them. So, you know, they lost to Green Bay, right? Now, they did beat Chicago. Lost to the Texans, though, right? Got handled by Carolina. Just beat Washington, you know? And, um, you know, the Titans, you know, they, they, they've had a better time. Like, they dismantled Jacksonville. Dismantled Jacksonville. Yeah, they came up short against the Browns, but yeah, they whooped Indianapolis, right? Beat the Ravens, beat the Titans. You know what I mean? So yeah, I I I you know I think you're um wait, I I don't even know what I was talking about. Yeah, I lost the um, I lost where I was going there. <laughs> but yes, Titans, Titans win that game. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm trying to say, people. Man, just I feel my just train of thought just completely slipped. All right, so we've got the Vikings against the Bears. They're both six and seven, right? Both six and seven. So you kind of think, oh, could be an even one, and you know, Bears are coming off a handy victory over Houston, right, but before that they lost to Detroit and they lost to Green Bay, right, as well as, you know, Vikings, (laughs) so yeah, Vikings already won up in uh, this double header, right, and um, last week they... Yeah, they just lost out to Tampa Bay, 
you know, beat Jacksonville, beat Carolina, you know, so um, I feel that, yeah, I just feel that the the Vikings are more consistent right now. So even though both teams, they've had a similar path this season, I'm going with Minnesota for the win in that one. So, then we've got Washington against Seattle. Now, this, yeah, this is a an odd one, right? So, you know, Seahawks, they've definitely had a, a weird few weeks, right? Had a weird few weeks. Got handled by the Rams. They... Just beat the you know Cardinals. They just beat Philadelphia. The Giants beat them. You know what I mean? Which is just like ugh. they beat the Jets. Right. So yeah, it's a weird, weird one. And now they're facing Washington, right? And Washington, god damn. <laughs> that was an interesting few weeks, you know. We beat the Bengals, beat the Cowboys, both very impressive wins. And then we beat the Steelers, which is just like, yo. And, you know, we keep it running. Keep it running, beat the 49ers. Right? So you're just like, god damn. You mean Washington could make the playoffs? How insane is this? Right? So, I'm saying, you know, we keep it going. I, I, you know, we beat Seattle. They're not unbeatable. So, let's see. Let's see if this current vein of form can hold fast. You know what I mean? Let's see what happens, people. Alright, so then we have Miami Dolphins, who are 8-5, and five, against New England Patriots, who are 6-7. and seven. Okay, so, um, yeah, the Dolphins, you know, they just lost to the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs have been doing that to everyone of late, you know. Um, but before that, they beat the Bengals, you know, beat the Jets... They lost to the Broncos. They just beat the Chargers. That was... Huh, I feel that was a travesty. You know? Beat the Cardinals. Just beat won that game. Beat the Rams. So, yeah. Dolphins have... Um, yeah, they've been having a good one. Been having a decent one, man. Um, now, Patriots on the flip. Well, they did not have a good game last week. Yeah, that that did not go well for them. They got uh, yeah, they got kind of handled by the Rams, you know. But they they really beat the Chargers. That game was kind of shocking, you know. They um just not past the Cardinals, right? Just lost to the Texans. Beat the Ravens. It's, um... Yeah, it's been an interesting time. 
it's been an interesting time. And it's hard to know what Patriots are going to turn up. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins here. You know, going to go with the Dolphins. They've been a little bit more consistent. You know what I mean? So now, people, we, um, yeah, we jump to Baltimore against Jacksonville. So the Ravens are eight and five. And Jacksonville are 1 and 12. God damn. That is a. It's a bad record. It is a real bad record. I mean, at least they're probably thinking we've got the one, right? We've got the one. So we're, we're doing better than the Jets right now. <laughs> but um, only just. Ugh, only just, and how crazy that the first game of the season they won against the Colts, and then it's just been very much downhill from there. Oh, very much downhill. Oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, not good, not good at all. So the Ravens, though, Ravens on the flip. You know, they they just were able to beat the Browns. Oh, man, that game was close, right? Um, They beat the Cowboys, lost to the Steelers, um, lost to the Titans, right? So, yeah, I mean, they've been back and forth, but they're going up against the Jaguars, so, yeah. I mean, the Ravens will take that one. (laughs) Now, we got Atlanta against Tampa Bay. Atlanta against Tampa Bay. Now, um, yeah, Atlanta, they lost their last game to the Chargers. You know? Um, They lost to the Saints. They did beat the Raiders handily. God damn, yeah. I, I predicted the Raiders to win that game. You know what I mean? I was not expecting that. But then the week before, you know, they lost the they lost both games to the Saints. Right? So it it's hard. You know, they, they can pull something off and then they just you know fall flat. Now the Buccaneers. Right, they're eight and five. Um, they beat the Vikings last time out. Narrowly lost to the Chiefs, but as I said, Chiefs have been doing that to everyone. A narrow loss to the Rams kicked Carolina's ass. So I kind of feel that, yeah, I think Brady and the gang will get the job done in Atlanta. You know, I think, uh, yeah, I think they're getting that win. All right. We have the 49ers at the Cowboys. So, Cowboys are 4 and 9. 49ers are 5 and 8. Right. So, um, last time out, Cowboys beat the Bengals. You know, before that, though, they lost to the Ravens, lost to Washington. Hmm. Beat the Vikings, 
lost to the Steelers. Right now, 49ers on the flippy flip. You know, well, <laughs> Washington, we beat them last week. Um, they lost to the Bills, just beat the Rams, lost to the Saints. It is, yeah, it, it's a weird situation. Um, I think I'm probably going to go 49ers, though, with this one, right? I think I'm going 49ers. So then, people, we've got Arizona, who's 7-6, and six, against Philadelphia, who are 4-8-1, and one, which I think that kind of tells you <laughs> what's probably going to happen here. So last time out, Cardinals beat the Giants, right? They lost to the Rams. They lost to the Patriots. Lost to the Seahawks. They beat the Bills. You know, it's, it's, it's been, yeah, it's been one of those seasons. But, you know, they did beat people like, you know, Seattle, right? So, you know, like, yeah, they've beaten tough teams. That's the that's the thing with the... Uh, Cardinals, I kind of feel that you you see them lose some games, but then they'll win against a real tough team. You know, it's an odd, it's an odd situation. Um, Eagles are coming off wins over the Saints. They lost to the Packers. They lost to the Seahawks. You know, lost to the Browns. Lost to the Giants. So, yeah, neither are um, lighting anything up. But I'm going to go with the Cardinals for the win. Yeah, I think that's where we are going. So, um, the Rams against the Jets. Yeah, you know, it's the Rams. We don't need to say anything more on that one. <laughs> no, so New Orleans against Kansas City. I believe it's going to go how... Yeah, just how these games have been going, you know. I think whatever happens, the Chiefs are going to be able to pull out the win, you know. We have seen it all season, you know, all season. Macone and the gang get it done, and I don't feel that anything will change this time out, you know. So, we then jump to our Monday night game. Which is the New York Giants, who are five and eight, against the Cleveland Browns, who are nine and four, and um, yeah, I'm going Browns, you know, definitely Browns all day. They just lost to the Ravens last week, but yeah, they've won all their other last few games, so uh, we're gonna say the Browns. All right, and then our Monday night game. Is Cincinnati Bengals who are two ten and one against the Pittsburgh Steelers eleven and two, and people yes the Steelers have lost their last two, but they're going up against the Bengals, <laughs> who um yeah they haven't won for oosh since the first of November where they beat the Titans. So, um, yeah, I'm saying the Steelers are right the ship, you know, 
get it done. So that is what I'm predicting, people. So our games to watch, you know, I think the the real great games this week. I think the um the Saints Chiefs. I think that's going to be a fun one. Right, I predict that um, Washington Seahawks, that will be a good one. Dolphins, Patriots, Falcons, Buccaneers. I think they will all be good. Um, I also would say Vikings, Bears. Right? So, yeah. I think that's where, um, that's where I'm calling it this week. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it, people. Looking forward to it. You know, but, um, yeah, I believe it's, you know, I think this week we should, we'll have a clear indication who's going through, right? And then it's just the wild cards. Who could pull it out? But I don't think there's many of those. So I think, uh, yeah, I think we should get a clear picture of the postseason with, um, yeah, week 15 people. So, um, ha, ha, I cannot wait. Can't wait, people. Boom. I have to say, I am kind of confused with Bellator. Right, because you know they 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 make some weird announcements and weird they do some weird shit, like you know what I mean. Because at first it was oh we're not signing Yoel Romero because we don't want to look, you know we don't want to look ridiculous. We don't want to look like a scrapyard for UFC rejects. Now I'm not saying Yoel Romero is a reject, but You know, if everyone that leaves the UFC gets cut, leaves, goes, yeah, you're going to think, oh, right, so that's where you go. You leave the UFC and you drop down to Bellator, right? They don't want to be looked at like that, so they didn't sign Yo. Now, they did sign Yo, which, you know, was a sensible thing because it's not like he is terrible. He is better than... Most of their roster, right? At that weight. So, yeah, of course you would sign him. But they gave the pretense of, oh, we want to be viewed as this. We don't want to be a joke, right? That's what they were saying. So, then you find out that they sign Darina Mazduk. Yeah, and you're just like, huh? What the fuck? Now, if you don't recognize the name, okay? So, there was a video going around mm, a few weeks back with um, her fighting a huge dude, right? I think he's supposedly 529 pounds, which is just not good. Like, not good. I'm surprised COVID has not taken that motherfucker. That is way too big. But, yeah, they, they had a fight. 
But like when you watch this fight, you do wonder like is this a setup? Right? How much of this shit is real? You know what I mean? Because at the end, you know, she won. She got a TKO. Which kind of yeah, you should have, right? You should have. She was still in some bad situations in that fight. That is just like you shouldn't have been in that situation. But yeah, they took a picture with this huge dude lying on the ground, and she's got a foot on his belly. Which you're just like, wait, who's taking that pic? Who would want that a photo like that? It's ridiculous. Which then does. You know, I think feed into the thinking that this was just some bullshit play fight. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, Bellator have signed her. You know, and I'm just like, okay, for credibility, this ain't good, right? This is not good. <laughs> you know, what I mean? look, she's three and one. Right, which isn't a huge record or anything like that, but you know, we've seen people with smaller records, you know, fresh out the gate, as it were, get signed to promotions. Right, sometimes a fighter like that might appear on, you know, Dana White's contender series, but usually you'd want a few more fights, and if you've only had that many, they they've got to be proper fights. Right, so to get signed to a major promotion of a fight like this, it's a little bit laughable, and I think it it just speaks to the fact, right, that Bellator are thinking, oh, we signed her, we can possibly get a, a chunk of the Russian market. That's what I'm imagining. Has gone into this But um Yeah it's a weird one It's a weird Signing Now maybe she is good Right maybe she does Develop into a decent Fighter But like it's We didn't really see a load of great Skills in this fight And yeah it's To get signed off Just a, a freak show like this Doesn't really say a lot Right Doesn't really say a lot So whew, I don't know people I don't know It's weird But you know Bellator That's what they want to do man That's what they want to do So I do find it funny. It, it seems weird to me that people are still asking Clarissa Shields why she signed with PFL and didn't sign with the UFC. I mean, to me, that was the most sensible thing she could do. You know what I mean? It, it's just, yeah, it's, it would not have been smart to sign with UFC out the gate. Right, I think we saw that on the contender series. You know, there was that high level. 
I think she was a kickboxer rather than a straight boxer. She may have been a boxer, but she fought. Um, and she fought the girl from Invicta, who is um, good. I think it was Tennant. I think she fought Tennant. But in that fight, when they were just standing, yeah, she was throwing good strikes. But Tennant was tying her up, took her down. You know what I mean? And that was problematic, right? She was just able to get through and get that win. But that's the problem, you know? I think when they were thinking that maybe she would sign with the UFC, right, and fight Amanda Nunes, Nunes just came out and said, I'm going to take her down. I'm going to take her down and ground her the fuck out. And it's just like, yeah, of course you will, right? That's the thing that you would do. You know, we saw Randy Couture do it to James Tony, So... Yeah, coming to the UFC is just problematic. It's mad problematic. So you go to PFL, right, and you can build things up. Build things up. You know, she wouldn't have had a, a long a long tenure in the UFC, right? She would have had the Nunes fight, possibly. Lost that. That might have been it. Right, or or possibly she gets another couple, but chances are she's not gonna win those, right? And then she's cut. That's not helpful. You know what I mean? That's not helpful to then trying to find a new home. Plus, everyone has just seen all your weaknesses, so that's gonna happen to you wherever the fuck you go. So you sign with the PFL, right? And they will bring her on. You know, she. At the moment, she won't be in the tournament, right? So this first year, she'll get some fights, right? They'll, they'll feed her some people on a similar level, right? So she'll get those. And then next year, 2022, she'll be in the tournament and she can do her thing, right? So it's going to be a progression, you know? And that makes so much more sense, Right? So much more sense And that's what she's been saying You know Like yeah she did an interview recently And um Yeah that's what she talked about <laughs> You know what I mean Um Yeah it, it's just like You know when she was talking about You know the situations She was like it was just a conversation it wasn't like, hey, come and train a few months and then fight against the best girl we have at your weight, right? She says, I feel like that's unfair to me. It's not giving me enough time to learn. If you're talking about letting me train for two years and then fight against the best girl you have, all right, cool. The conversation with Dana was almost like a one-fight deal, kind of, a little bit. With the PFL, it was more like, let's train, let's start you off at this level, as and as you work your way up, the competition will get harder, and then um, I would have a chance to fight in the PFL season in 2022. Also, too, I would be able to box also. 
So my boxing career isn't just over because I'm doing MMA. I actually have a boxing match in February. It just hasn't been announced yet. I still get to box and I'm not being rushed. So yeah, you know, all of that. Mad sensible, right? Just mad sensible. You know, it's the thing to do, right? And she's still getting paid, right? She said it was a lucrative deal and a lucrative conversation It was a three year deal It's like hey you come over here And fight two times And then go back to boxing I'm a conqueror In everything I do And I'm a winner So I want to want to put myself in a position To always win So yeah That's what she's doing man Look she's um, You know she's training out of Jackson Winklejohn You know there's a lot of footage um, Hitting Instagram And whatnot of her with John Jones, Holly Holm And um, some of the other fighters Down there which A mad sensible thing To do and especially training With Holly because you know Holly came over from boxing So she can get that Perspective from her So it'll be interesting to see how This develops but from from what we can see, yo, Clarissa Shields is really, you know, what I mean, coming about this the right way. So yeah, can't wait, people. Can't wait to see her first fight and to, you know, see what she's learned so far and you know what that evolution looks like. So uh, yeah, we should find out. I don't know, probably early, early-ish. 2021 I'd probably say around February, March So uh, yeah uh, Let's see what happens people I have to say Right People are You know All too ready To shit on Conor McGregor You know For A lot of the crazy shit That he does But you know what I mean? He also does a lot of nice shit, right? And I feel you need to speak about that as well, you know? And, you know, I think there's plenty of things that McGregor does, good things, that other people don't do. You know what I mean? Like, and there's really the people that will talk shit on him. You know, you have to be like, wait, has anyone else done shit like this? You know what I mean? So, you know, everyone knows. Well, I feel everyone probably knows. Should know, right? McGregor, he trains out of SBG Dublin. Now, John Kavanagh and the crew, that's where they're based. But there's many different SBG gyms, you know? I, I have to tell you something. I did not know what SBG stood for. I thought it was something completely different, but it turns out it's Straight Blast Gym, which, meh, it, it sounds shit, <laughs> you know what I mean, but when you just say SBG, that sounds a lot better, so, you know, I, I understand why the full name isn't really used, but yeah, so... As I said, look, there's many different SBG gyms around the spot. And there is one in 
Port Arlington, you know, in Ireland, right? And um, it's owned by Philip Molpeter and uh, his wife, Alvina. I think that's how you say it. But he recently, um, you know, put a post out on uh, Instagram, right? So there was a picture with... um, I don't know if it's all of the cats that train there, but a lot of them, you know the shot. You know, a lot of people put it out at the end of their fight camp. Everyone's sitting there, picture, boom, boom. Right, so he's got one of these pictures, and then underneath it says, Tonight we close our doors in the gym for the last time. An excerpt from... Unfortunately, we are forced to shut our gym down. To say I'm heartbroken is an understatement. The COVID pandemic has been tough on us all, and we can no longer keep the gym going. Due to mounting rent bills during lockdowns, we just can't sustain. To our staff and coaches, Nicola, Killian, Arlene, Tom, Sharon, Noah, Dara and Jamie, you guys have been amazing and we couldn't have done it without you. To our faithful members throughout the last four years, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. I've seen some of you grow from shy kids Lacking confidence to now competing in teens and adult competitions in Ireland, Europe and the world. Hopefully when the vaccine is rolled out and our lives go back to some form of normality, we can get a new premises and rebuild SBG port once again. Until then, thank you again to each and every one of you, Phil and Alvina. So, yeah, you know. Everyone involved figured that was it, you know, no more gym, no more gym. Well, you know, what I mean, it didn't end there. So, a couple days later, get another post, right? So, um, now it's a picture of Phil, John Kavanagh, and Conor McGregor in the ring, and it's you know, the post reads, from the lowest low to the highest high, we are not closing. Our teammate and friend, Conor McGregor, has decided to help us out and keep the gym running. We will be eternally grateful to everyone that messaged and got in touch with us to show your support. Thank you all so much. See you on the mats. Oose. So, yeah, I'm figuring that McGregor must have hit him, you know, with not just the money to cover the current bills, but a little bit extra to roll over. Because you know, what I mean? because if they don't have a mur- enough to cover these bills, like they wouldn't really have enough to cover, like you know, a couple more months, right? So he must have hit him with a nice. Chunk of change Or at least If not all of it Right At least enough For the creditors to be like Alright Yeah You're good We we can we, we can hold off On the rest Until You know Later next year Right That's what I'm imagining So Yeah 
that must have been a, a, a fat chunk of change. And look. Yes, Connor made a load of money fighting Mayweather. He's made a load of money in the UFC. And now Proper 12 is just all over the place, right? You watch all manner of events, NFL, I'm seeing it in boxing. There's Proper friggin' 12. So, you know, McGregor is definitely doing it. But he didn't have to do this shit, right? Didn't have to do it. Like, I, I, I haven't seen anything from him talking about doing it, you know, which is something I like, right? Because it's always weird when someone does something and then they're like, hey, just so you know, um, I just saved like, you know, four kittens. Yeah, you know, the, the, the owner was calling me a hero, but, you know, it is what it is. Be like, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? I mean, like, that's not the point, man. You just do shit not to promote it. You just help to help, right? And that's what McGregor did. So, yeah, that that's that is a real decent thing to do. You know what I mean? A real decent thing to do. Because I do feel that these times have definitely shown us who our who our true peoples are, right? Because there's some people that, yeah, they're kind of fuckeries, right? So, um, you know, props to McGregor, man. Props to McGregor. So, you know, I think it's a, a given thing, right, that Stephen... Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is considered one of the nicest guys in MMA. Doesn't swear. Hasn't really got a bad thing to say about anyone. He can come off a little corny at times, but he's always fun to listen to. You know, when he's on Unfiltered, it's always fun, right? So he, he does seem to be that dude. Now, he recently has done a few interviews, right? And in all of those interviews, he's kind of talked about the same thing. And that's not necessarily Jeff Neal. No, he's talked a lot about, you know, Kamzat Chimavev. And I think he's kind of saying... It's a weird one, right? Because he's like... He he thinks that the UFC is really, really pushing him. And that is a slap in the face to everyone else who um, has worked their butts off to be where they're at. And I think, you know, I think Thompson is kind of missing what's going on. Right? Because he's like, oh... I had to go through a murderer's row to get to where I I am. You know what I mean? That's what you know. That's what he. That's what he's saying, right? He and he's saying, oh, and Edwards had to do the same thing. You know, he's like, oh, I had to be, you know, Robert Whittaker, Rory McDonald, you know, Johnny Hendricks, just all these people, Jake Ellenberger. You know what I mean? Just the amount of people that Wonderboy is for. 
But here's the thing, right? We're in a pandemic. You know what I mean? Like, if Chamza had come around, you know, last year, things would be a lot different. You know, a lot different. He might not have even got the debut when he got the debut. Because remember, he he flew to Vegas, right? A bit like Brandon Roy, Roy Val, you know, flew to Vegas, stayed in Vegas and waited around for a dropout and then made their case. And that's what you can do right now. But last year... Like, there wasn't all of these issues last year. You you weren't getting that many, like, fallouts of a fight card at the last minute. You know, that shit wasn't going down, right? So, yeah, maybe Kamzat didn't, didn't get in that route. Maybe he would have had to gone to the Contender Series or something. Who knows, right? Who knows what would happen, but... The, the big thing that definitely wouldn't have been there is, like, the opportunity to fight 10 days later. You know, because it, it, things weren't as crazy. Think, you know, as I said, look, fights weren't dropping out. So you're not getting that fast turnaround and more people are fighting. Because although we've had some great cards, we really have had some fantastic fights this year. Think about all the fighters that we haven't seen, right? There is still a lot of fighters that haven't fought, you know, because some of them it's been travel issues. Some of them it's they don't feel comfortable right now, you know, which, listen, you can't blame people for that, right? But it is what it is, you know, fights Fights are still happening. Fights need to get made. So if you have people that are like, hey, put me in there, man. I'm going to fight. That's what happens. And those people get so much buzz. Right? Bobby Green, I think he's fought four times this year. You know? Kevin Holland, five times. Five times this year. I think Angela Hill fought four times. You know, we've got fighters that are are racking up numbers. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's what's happening. I think Chaos Williams has fought three times. But you've got certain fighters that have just, you know, they've had good fights, quick fights. And they're just like, hey, I'll do it again. When do you need me? Right? And, And that... Is the thing right now So it's not so much You know Chimavev is getting A crazy push But is there is so much Opportunity There is so much opportunity Here right now for people If you want to fight It's there Right it's there Now it can get A little tricky As you go up you know, these supposed rankings But you have some people who are like Eh, I don't want to fight that person Or, or you know what I mean, I'd rather do that Yeah, of course, that's happening You know, because that's why Edwards has struggled so much to get fights 
you know, Mad Savelle didn't want to fight him. I think Coven, I can't remember if Coven turned it down or if he was just injured. But, you know, yeah, he's had, he's had struggles, man. You know, the whole Tyrone fight fell through, all of that. But that's speaking to what's currently happening. So if you're just going to be like, hey, just give me a, a, you know what I mean, a date and a location. Hey, those fighters that will say that, they're going to be so, so, so utilized. You know what I mean? You want people like that. That's why these people have got, you know, these supposed pushes. And it's not really a push. It's just they'll jump they're jumping on multiple cards, right? And not everyone is doing that. That's the thing. So when Thompson is talking about this ridiculous push and the fact that he's a main eventer and he hasn't had many fights and isn't that's all because he said yes. You know, where other people said no. He said yes. He has put himself into a place where everyone wants to see how he does. Right? The general public, the general fan base. Right? They they saw him just murk all of those fights. Right? So, yeah, they want to see him fight. You know what I mean? Like, name people that just don't want to see him fight. Everyone wants to see him fight, whether if it's to put on a spectacular display or just getting sparked. People want to see that shit, you know. So that I feel that's where it's at, right? This shit would not have happened, you know, any other year, but because we're in the place we're at, that's why this happens, Thompson. Think about it, man. Think about it. And, you know, also, right, that shit burned you It burned Edwards Because, listen, people seem to forget He was, uh, you know I mean, he was offered fights, right He was told, come to the States and we'll, you know, we'll get everything popping But, he didn't want to get on that plane Right, because he and he said this. I believe he said it on unfiltered. Right, that it was either unfiltered or maybe it was the Anik and Florian. Yeah, it was one of the, or maybe it was Chael. Uh, it was one of those three. It was definitely one of those three. But he was just like, listen, you know, my team. A lot of those guys have kids, right? So going to the states. As soon as we heard that the UFC London was cancelled, that would have meant we could have got stranded. And with everyone with their kids, that's a tough, that's a tough fit place to be at. You know, I didn't want to be in that situation. I didn't want to put my team in that situation so we didn't jump on the plane. Right? So that was it. Then he was offered Usman on Fight Island. Right? But he's just like, ah, oh, you know, the gyms are shut. I haven't been able to train, so you know, it's it's not giving myself the best opportunity for the title fight. So he turned it down. You know, and like with that, you do kind of think, how come you haven't got your home gym 
or not even a full gym, but just shit in your garage. Or, you know what I mean? That you can just utilize. So he's had the opportunities to take fights. Now, were they the best opportunities? No. But sometimes you don't get the best, the optimum opportunities. Remember, Bisbin took his title fight against Rockhold on, boy, I believe that was a, a week and a half. Something like that, right? It, it was a very short notice. He was out filming a fucking film in Canada. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's not like he was trading. He was fight, filming. He was just like, yeah, fuck it. I'll take that fight. And that's what you need to do sometimes. You know, sometimes you get the full camp. Sometimes, yo, you just have to do what's needed. So, yeah, I feel that's the situation right now. It, it, it's not so much, oh, we're going to take this person. We're going to just blow them up. No, it's all from the current situations. That's why, you know. People against so many fights. And with so many fights comes recognition. So, yeah, I kind of feel Wonderboy needs to look at that. It's not a slap in the face to other fighters. It's a matter of who wants to fight. Oh, you've got your hand up. All right, kid, let's go. You know what I mean? That's what it is right now. And, um, yeah, I think some people are losing sight of that. Okay, people. So, the UFC on ESPN Plus weighings have now taken place. And, um, yeah, <laughs> we have, um, well, we've gained a fight, but we've also lost a fight. Yeah. It's been one of those days, people. It's been one of those days. So, unfortunately, the uh, Carl Robeson and um, Dolce Lomambulia, that fight is off because Robeson has uh, tested positive for COVID. Which, um, yeah, a real... Pain and uh, it must be for, especially for Roberson because you know what I mean. This is his comeback fight, right? And um, yeah, now it's not happening, so um, yeah, that sucks. But you know, we did gain a fight, so uh, that's all right, you know what I mean? Um, so um, do 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 do, which is the the fight that we gained is um well originally Rick Rick Glenn was gonna be fighting Carlton Minos but yeah Glenn had to uh, pull out um I don't think a reason has been made so it might not be COVID right um but you know Christos Gagas he has agreed to step in on a late replacement basis. So now the fight is a catch weight of 160 pounds. So we've got that. Uh, also, I did forget this one. 
Eamon Shabazian, um, no, Eamon Zahabi even, he's uh, contracted um, COVID as well, so he's no longer fighting Draco Rodriguez, so uh, yeah, you know, it is a pain, right, it is a pain people, but we still have 12 fights, so you know what I mean, it's, it's not too bad, right, so we've got the usual number of fights, where, you know, because I think there was originally 15 fights happening on this card, which was, you know, pretty stacked, but it just means that, yeah, losing a few, it, it, it's not as bad as it would have been, so, um, yeah, we were good, you know, Thompson and Neil, they both made weight. Thompson came in at 170, Neil 171. So the main event is a go. Also, the um the co-main event is cool because um Aldo he came in 136, and Vera is 135. So that is all good. Now um. I'd say some of the notable um, situations on here. Like Chaos Williams weighed 169 and a half pounds. Uh, Michelle Pereira is 170. Right, Marlon Marais was 135 and a half. Rob Font was 136. Now, in our lone heavyweight bout on the card. Marcin Tabora is 255. Greg Hardy, he's 11 pounds heavier at 266. But Hardy usually weighs around about this. And he's still very agile. You know, so um all that extra weight, man. Tabora, whoo, he better watch out for those frigging hammer hocks coming at his head. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh yeah, everyone else, you know, they they came in good. Right? In our catchweight fight, Gagus and Minos both weighed um 159. So uh, yeah. Now Dolce um Lumbugla, he did weigh in, right? So he's 185 and a half. Which does mean if either Tafon Nikui or uh, Jamie Pickett can't make their fight, Lambambuya will be there as a replacement. So, um, yeah, that's all good, people. That is all good. You know, so um, fingers crossed, nothing else changes. And, uh, yeah. We'll be ready to rock Saturday night, people. Last card of the year. Okay, so I completely forgot which... Man, my shitty memory, man. But on Sunday, as well as Submission Underground, we also get... Combat Jiu-Jitsu Worlds to female flyweights. Yes, people. This is also coming from Cancun, Mexico. 
like um, the the previous card that we had in November, and uh, yo, this is a good one, right? We have some, oh man, we have a lot of, of really good fun, um, yeah, female competitors taking part, you know, um, and yeah, we also get the um, you know the the special matches, which. Uh, you know, that's always a fun part of it all, you know, getting those fights and everything like that, so, the first round, oh man, these are good, right, so we get Pearl Gonzalez against Andrea Vasquez, right, Nikki Sullivan against Jessica Delboni, Karina Dam. Against Brianna St. Marie Paulina Granados Against Liz Tracy And the big thing there You know what I mean Grandanos She's an atom weight For Invicta Right So um, Yeah she's gone up two weight classes You know There was a, a Someone dropped off the card And she jumped in and, yo, that's what it's about, people. You know what I mean? Showing that heart, jumping in, doing your thing. So mad props to, uh, yeah, Grandolinas for doing that. You know, that's awesome. Ah, man, it's great when that shit goes down. You know what I mean? Um, But, yeah, we also get, we also get some special matches. One of those is um, Jose Medrano against Bruno Antonita, right? Um, then there is also Dan Martinez against Kyle Boham, right? That's a good fight. As well as Hunter Colvin against Ty Rotolo. You know what I mean? And, um, yo, we just saw Ty's brother, Cade, win um, the last, you know, combat jiu-jitsu. So, um, hey, now, reportedly, they're both phenoms. You know what I mean? So, I am looking forward to that one, people. I am definitely looking forward to that one. So, uh, yeah, it is such a fun card. Such a fun card. And that's why, people, having Fight Pass is, um, you know, a great thing. You know what I mean? Oh, man, I, I love the fact that I made that move, picked up Fight Pass, because I get to watch all of this shit. And it's awesome. So, hey, remember, Sunday, you got to get your combat jiu-jitsu, people. You know what I mean? And, hey, if you have Fight Pass, you can watch them both. You can watch Submission Underground and Combat Jiu-Jitsu. So it is definitely the thing to do. Um, so it is taking place 12 p.m. Pacific... Or 3 p.m. Eastern time in the States, which is just 
late in the UK. <laughs> but, you know, it's fine. It is fine. Now, additional things that you, you should know, right? So, Dan Martinez, he is the current um, combat jiu-jitsu middleweight champion, right? Carl uh, Bohem is the BJJ Fanatics champion. John Forblank, he's the EBICJJ champion. And Hunter Colvin, he's fought a ton in EBI, Combat Jiu-Jitsu, and Submission Underground. You know what I mean? So, um, uh, yeah, all of those cats, you know what I mean? They've, they've fought a lot. Right, so um, yeah, it's gonna be fun. It is definitely gonna be fun. I cannot wait. So um, yeah, should be talking about this on uh, Sun on Monday's episode, people. So um, yeah, tune in then. Okay, people. So we have reached that time again, but. Before we bounce, let's take a look and see um, what's going down. Alright, so um, not much. There's a few little bits and bobs flipping around. So, um, UFC 257 on the 23rd of January, Tagura Ulambekov will be fighting uh, Mafias Nikolou. Who um, the UFC have just re-signed So um, yeah Nicolou was um, He was cut when it thought that the um, Flyweight division was gonna go in 2018 But um, yeah he's back You know what I mean His record in the UFC wasn't that bad either It, it was 3-1 and one, Right so um, yeah that's going to take place then Now, this is an interesting one, right? So, they were meant to fight, right? Gosh, I believe it was last year, right? Beginning, oh no, beginning of this year This fight was meant to happen I'm talking about Corey Sanhagen against Frankie Edgar But at the end of last year Edgar stepped in, fought Korean Zombie and, um, yeah, that didn't go that well So, um, yeah, things changed But it looks like, yeah, all has been um, sorted out It's been verbally agreed, you know what I mean? Just waiting for the paperwork to go through But uh, it looks like it will happen on the 6th of February Which is the um, Overeen Volkov card, you know? Which is an interesting one. I'd, I'd assume that would be the co-main for that card, right? I mean, that's a good fight. It could be a main event of a fight night, right? But uh, yeah, I just look forward to seeing it. And um, Dana White has well, there's a couple of fights that he's said would be happening next year. First is the you know Davison Figueredo Brandon Moreno rematch. So um yeah, it looks like that's gonna be the next thing. And um you know, some people have said what about Cody Garbrandt? 
but from the last I heard, he's not looking to come back until March, right? And I imagine, you know, Davison um, Moreno, that I think they'll want to get that done sooner rather than later. So I'd imagine possibly, um, yeah, Pops will be in February. Because I don't think the um, the fight card on the 20th of February, I don't believe that's got a main event, right? So yeah, that could slot in there, or you know what I mean? Maybe it becomes the main event of uh, UFC 259, you know, on the 6th of March. That could happen, but. Um, who knows? Because he also said that Alexander Volkanovsky against Brian Ortega, you know, they were looking at a February date for that one, right? So, um, there are definitely options out there, people. Definitely options. You know what? The fight card at the end of January, on the 30th, that doesn't actually have, um, that doesn't have a, you know, a, a, a headliner. I don't know if that's too soon for Figueredo uh, Moreno, but who knows? You know what I mean? Hey, what we, we need to know is there is some fun shit gonna be going down in uh, 2021, people. So, um, yo, you know what I mean? Fights on Saturday. Remember. We've got um, Submission Underground 19 on Sunday As well as Combat Jiu-Jitsu Worlds The ladies featherweights So, hey, there's a lot A lot that we should be talking about on Monday too, people So, um, yeah, until then, enjoy the action, alright? Peace